Well, the funny thing is just like there's only like five of us. Like it was like, well, maybe like eight of us that were actually watching the game and everybody else was just, you know, doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. But the game goes to penalty kicks, right? And so as they're doing that, they're setting up for bingo night, which they use the, the screen. And so they were like, how much longer? Because they were all setting up for bingo night. And I was like, really, I'm gonna get kicked, I'm gonna get kicked out of the bar because of bingo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that 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 is so like that is so appropriate. I'm like, bingo overthrows uh, 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 Copa America's quarterfinals PK, but um, but we were scared because like the last time Peru played, we watched the game in in, in Wes's bar. Wes was there, and Peru lost four nothing. And we're like, okay, we're doing good, right? We're going to PKs, and we have, and then Wes shows up right at PK start, and then like Isa <laughs> and G were like, dude, get out of here go home it's like you're bad luck because i told him last time he's like no you can't be here and eventually wes was not bad luck but it was close the minnesota football show your regular dose of smart socially aware and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local national and international the minnesota football show co-hosts are bridget mcdowell and sheila reed Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez, Javeria, and Eric Silva. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Bienvenidos and welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. If you've been listening the last couple of weeks, I, Rodrigo, your co-host, has been absent. Um, life takes a hold, but that doesn't mean we don't stop. So I wanted to uh, thank Bridget and Sheila for holding down the fort. Uh, oh, Eric, too, as well. But just mostly you two, just because <laughs> you're doing an amazing <laughs> job of just keeping it things under. Like, like I remember we were listening to one of our shows. It was like an hour long. And I was like, how do we do that? And is it just me? And then I realized it was me just not being there. So that's that that's a lot of our a lot of our but no, I'm I'm happy to be here and share some space with, with Bridget and Sheila. We are uh, Eric is not here today, he's out doing um life stuff. And uh, we'll just try to do our best and talk about you know the local, national, international, and all the craziness that's been soccer the last couple of weeks. Um, I'll start off with the fact that um I took G to uh, G of 31 question spots in uh, our uh, part of a futsal team. She, her team actually went to an out of town uh, tournament, which is the first time they've done that. And so we went to Rockford, Illinois and Rockford, Illinois is an interesting place. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, I was going to ask about that. I've, oh, I've heard some very mixed. It's, it's like, it's like driving. It's like sort of like driving to Milwaukee. Uh-huh. So it's about four and a half, five hours, depending on the traffic, right? Uh, right. And so, like, which reminds me, which is this is my reminder that I have to pay, I have to go online and pay my uh, tolls that I totally oh. drove through. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> because I was like, they were like, I was driving, and there's only one toll that we had to pay, because literally from Rockford to the, it's like literally like ten minutes. And so as I'm driving and it's like, oh, I'm going to get over to the right to pay the toll. 
like all the all the all the stop where you pay tollers at x's on them so you're like you just have to drive through and i was like well i guess i'll just drive through and then pay online i guess so apparently i owe rockford some money um but <laughs> but anyways these these facilities in rockford that um are 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 crazy amazing like i think like i i do i appreciated blaine a little bit more than i did after this tournament just because they have the access of fields but like yeah they had some fields like some turf fields that were like i was like whoa this is this is really cool and like they're kind of like like professional f- fields sometimes they kind of elevated right and then and then it can have a oh, crown nice. in the middle so the water can drain out but like these are like oh even the grass fields were a little bit elevated and i was like wow i was like this is really interesting and then they had a facility that they built it looks like a airport hangar that has another like full-size field inside with like um with like uh not glass but like plastic shields so it's like it's like you're playing within like a like a dome dome type feeling and one of the cool things is that um is that they have like these metal half moon uh bench kind of umbrellas over over a lot of the real nice oh, ones nice. so like the kids like didn't get wet which was great because g's first game was like all in the rain and oh, pretty much all their all their games is in the rain so but g and her team were able to one of the few visiting teams and we played a lot of rockford teams and chicago teams and all they really ever did was boot and run and we were only one of the few teams that actually <laughs> passed the ball and tried to create but they ended up going to pk's in their final for their age bracket and nice and they and and they lost but they got second place which i think was very admirable so great great driving awesome. there better driving home uh and so yeah it was really interesting to be able to share people and, and be with people in a hotel room um and see <laughs> the craziness that happens in hotel rooms and stuff like that and how things are doing pandemic wise too as well it was yeah really so yeah that's really cool um i've heard about that complex a few years ago espn uh or that like real sports with bryant gumbel whatever that program is uh they did a story about uh pay to play across the u.s and that's one of the complexes that they visited because it's um it really attracts a lot of the midwest it's kind of a like a center for a central point for all of Midwest youth soccer. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a really, nice. it's a really cool place. They have two locations. That's a weird thing about it. And like, I forget the yeah. hospital that sponsored it all or like paid most mm-hmm. of the money to build it, but there are two locations. We only played at one. So we didn't go to the uh, coaches were telling me the, the other location is more nicer. So I was like, if it's more nicer than this, then I'm like, yeah, that's, that's going to be really, really, really hard to pass up but it's like in the middle of freaking nowhere like it's like (laughs) nothing against rockford right like it's a small town Uh, but it's like literally driving in freaking burnsville that's what it's like that's yeah that sounds about right like like burnsville mixed in with iowa that's literally what it is like you're driving (laughs) through people's like it feels like you're driving through people's properties right like as you see a bunch of horses and and i'm like and all of a sudden like in the middle of there's a big hospital and a big complexes and you're like wow I was like, mm-hmm. this is really interesting. Like the fields were only like ten minutes away from us, which was great. But just overall, it was just you know a, a little bit of a surreal thing for me, being such a city kid, 
seeing too much green yeah. kind of stresses me out, but you know, um, <laughs> it was okay. You know, like it was also cool. Like I could go to the local gas station and buy beer, nice. right? And like wine, and uh, what else did they have? They had like hard liquor too, like Cavassier, and like they had <laughs> stuff behind glasses. Like, dang, I was like, why? Why even have? Why even bother having a liquor store at all? I could just go to the gas right. station. And, and buy some stuff but no it was it was cool it was cool it was really interesting that was a really interesting um experience at least i, w- I would say so that's cool yeah and then we came home and like four or five players got a cold so <laughs> oh <laughs> welcome back to traveling and sharing space right exactly that's one of the things like we've gone like a whole year without nobody getting sick and so like I've seen, sick. I've seen quite a bit of that, like on Twitter. Everyone's yep. like, "Oh yeah, I stopped wearing my mask for a whole week, and now I have some no. weird summer cold." Great. Right. Go figure, right? Science. Imagine right? that. Imagine that, right? <laughs> Science. And I was yeah. like, it was one of those things that I was like, at first we're like, "Oh crap, let me go get her tested," and she hated me for it because they had to do the mm-hmm. whole. The whole like swab into the nose, like you get stabbed in your nostril type of thing, pull it back <laughs> yeah. out. And she's like, I hate you, dad. And I was like, it's okay. So she's not, she just has a cold. So, but then all the other four or four of the other girls that were hanging out with her, they all got the cold. So it was, it was, you know, it's back to reality. What's going to be happening in the fall. <laughs> yep. We're all going to, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm not going to stop wearing my mask just because I think of no. the fact that I don't want to get sick from other people. I was like, I don't like having a cold. Exactly. That's I, I'm still wearing mine in the store. If I go get groceries or go into the gas station or whatever, I still put mine on. I mean, a couple places in the office we've stopped wearing them, but most most of us are vaccinated and we sit on opposite ends of the office anyway, so it's not a not a big deal. But so Sheila, what you been up to? Um, not much. Just. Uh... Just working. I did watch a couple of the Euro games. Um, yeah, just just trying to get go day by day, Rodrigo. There you go. <laughs> that is exactly what everyone should be doing day by day. Yep. Like, I'm going to go on a bike ride probably after we record just because I'm like, I need to go out and do something. Just do just, something. Yeah. Yeah. It's my first weekend. We're not having new, not having any other, other thing to do that isn't like, you know, coaching. So it's like, yeah, what do you do? Oh, you call a plumber. <laughs> Fix your stuff in the basement. Right? Oh, I can actually go take a bike ride. Visit my parents maybe on a bike ride. I was like, I don't know. We'll, see, we'll figure it out. So, but let's go talk about some soccer. So let's start local. Uh, the Minneapolis City, the Crows, your Crows uh, defeated. Is it, uh, is it Eris? Is it three Aris? nothing. Yeah. yeah. Which helps them secure the MPSL North. Uh, which helped them secure with uh, with uh, the next opponent being Duluth, I believe, right? So, but yep. they so actually they were... won that, right? Because that's that's the, yes. they beat Duluth six one. I remember that, right? So the MPLS yep. North champions, right? So there you have it. Your crows are your MPLS North champions for the nth time. I was like, what is it? The sixth time, third, time? fourth time, third time, third third time. <laughs> Congratulations to Coach the, Matt and crew, yes, and all the yes. players. And the so they are completely undefeated in what nine, ten games, um, and Duluth had only lost 
to City. So oh, wow. uh, they were they were one two going into Duluth. So if Duluth had won, it would have put them uh, put them level uh, with City for first, I believe. But that win took care of it. Yeah, six one, dominant dominant win. Damn. Yeah, but not only in their MPSL but also UPSL and their futures program, yep. they all went undefeated. So like, yeah. That's some crazy consistency, right? Like that's something that you want to have. Exactly. Um, and I think you know that that's congratulations to them all. I mean, that's that's a lot of hard work, and specifically the players. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I I tweeted at Coach Matt uh, when Issa was playing a fusion team in the middle of Wayzata, and I was like, <laughs> Coach Matt, why aren't you here? I was like, this is your neck of the woods. You're, you're, you're associated with Fusion. Come over. Keep me company. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm in the basement. I can't really go. I'm taking care of my kids. I was like, okay, fine. Next time. <laughs> Next time we play, we play in Wyzetta, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure he comes out. Yeah, but, give, him, give him a heads up and plan it. Why? Why would I do that? That's just, that, that's just a considerate thing to do. It's just, I just, why would I want to do that? <laughs> Coaches yeah, so need to be accessible way. at all times. Jeez. Just, just drop by. Be like, dude, just drop by. Hey, bring some donuts while you're at it. Come on. Come on over. Come on, Coach Matt. Bring us some donuts. Jeez. Um, in other, uh, do you have any other local news? I figure there's some other stuff. Uh, um, oh, yes. The, uh, you want do we want to talk about the DSG group? Do we have any more information on that? I, um, uh, D- DGS. Oh, sorry. Um, DGS, I a, sorry. I have a little bit. Uh, so it's that stands for doing good stuff, um, or doing good sh- stuff. Um, ah. But <laughs> yep. I think we're good. That's, I think we can spare on the show, right? <laughs> we're yeah, not. Why on. not? Doing doing <laughs> good shit. They're doing good shit. Um, yeah. So it's uh, the nonprofit arm. Basically, uh, they're going to be running um, the Dark Clouds Charity Card Club, uh, running it in terms of like taking in the money and then um, distributing it to, uh, well, Aces this year is the benefactor. Um, but yeah, they'll, it's going to expand the amount of uh, nonprofit work and community service that that the supporters as a whole um, and the general soccer community can, can do so. Um, Yeah. It's, I mean, they, they just launched the web website. They've just launched uh, follow them on Insta and Twitter. They're out there. Uh, It's, it's been in the works a long time. COVID kind of put things on hold. Right. uh, As with, as with everything, but it's um, yeah, they've been working on it a long time and they're, they're going to keep doing good stuff. So yeah, from what from what I heard, this has been like in the making for the past two to three years. And so like, yeah, yeah. I think one of the reasons was is because like when people wanted to make financial donations to the Wonder World or or do that, that kind of stuff is like it's not a yeah. profit, so it's like they can't. Really. Yeah. So this yeah, they is needed awesome. a five hundred one c three entity, yep. and they have mm-hmm. like third parties kind of overseeing things, and um, yeah, it's really going to expand everything that they can do right which is which is awesome i mean i mean so if you guys want more information you can uh 
Their website is dgsunited.org. They'll have information there. Follow them on their Twitter, which is uh, DGS underscore uh, United. Um, do that. You know, I'm sure they'll have great things. I've, I've heard they might be working with uh, a fellow, um, a fellow former guest, uh, Mario from TC So and helping out some of the other stuff. I know they're asking to do some stuff over there from Teach to Harvest as well, too. So, so that that's a that's the you know once they get more stuff going on just donate money do do your thing and and volunteer yeah. and, and actually it's i'm really excited about the whole thing because i was like oh yeah i was like i have millions <laughs> of ideas that we can do exactly. so i'm just an ideas person so. they have a really slick logo too so yeah is that is that supposed to be st paul or minneapolis i can't uh, tell that- that's a Skyline good question. I'm not I like sure. it, but I don't know if it's St. Paul or Minneapolis. Regardless, oh, you know what? Up. I'm gonna ask. I hadn't really thought about it, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Uh, that's great. Wait, what's the handle? Um, uh, DGS it? underscore United. So I know, like the Wonderwall, Server Lining, Dark Clouds, all of them are in big support of this, and um, yeah. So they're, so I think that's 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 great, and I want to give them as much time as I need because I think that um, they will be it would be a good thing to have, right? And so, um, so we'll um, move on to just talking about quickly about before we take a break, we'll talk about the loons. Uh, game against Portland, and um, we'll go into um, after that. We'll go into into a break. So last, what was it? When was that a Saturday? Yeah, it's been like a whole week. Yeah, Timbers, Saturday, Wednesday. Yeah, Timbers uh, played, uh, hosted Minnesota United into what was known as like, well, it was like a I don't know, it was like a hundred degree. They delayed the game like three or four times. Mm-hmm. Like they started literally. Yeah, like, they, it was like 115 degrees in the in the sun, and then in the shade, like 110. So they were playing under the lights, literally, and like it had a late start. I was in Rockford, and I wanted to watch the game, and I somehow was able to get my ESPN Plus to finally work for once, away from home, and the um, and it was a game and. Literally, like I think we started with a you know it was a four four two or four two three one, but it, it it is the attacking force that we've we've kind of sort of known known to know and and Fragapane Unu and I think Nico started on the right I believe and so and then um, but literally like what was it two minutes three minutes two it was less than five minutes Le- we scored yeah it was like. Just under two minutes. And I think that was the fastest Minnesota United has ever scored a goal. Like Correct. And, and so, like, from the get-go, one nothing, And uh, Timbers are just – I don't know if, it, if they were into the game or it's just weather or whatever it was, but it was just one of those things that we just were able to take advantage of. And – and it wasn't the only opportunity that either either of the teams had. So, like, throughout the whole time from me remembering watching this game, it was just our attacking three at that point were just everywhere. And Reynoso being behind them and just having the space to create because 
the defense no longer has to be like, oh, we have to just make sure Reynoso doesn't get the ball. Well, it's not like you have a running Unu in between center, center backs. You have Fragapane who just yeah. wants to create he's, chaos he anywhere. He targets now. There, so there's different targets that he can deliver the ball to and just frees up everything a lot easier for him. And you could totally tell that in this game. Like he had many opportunities to just release the ball, and he did. And the play between all three of these attackers and Dotson, right? Dotson and Reynoso, I always wanted to see what that was going to be like. And the more they play together, the more I like it. I think they're beginning to understand each other because I think Reynoso knows that Dotson will go forward and just keep on going forward and, and until, you know. And we were creating tons of opportunities, right? It was a lot of back and forth. It was a lot of high energy, which at this time and in this weather, it was like something that I was like, no way. Right. Uh, I would be like five minutes and I'd be like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. That's okay. Let's go to, let's yeah, go either to PKs or like goalie wars. That's the other side of this game because I'm not getting it. But, um, and it was, it was the exact same lineup as Saturday night, too. So, it, I mean, not only were they going into the heat, like they had literally just played four days before and were kind of gassed at the end of that Saturday game. So, that's true. I thought and it, then, would, it addition, was better than I expected, considering that. Right. I mean, I think the energy was great. I, I also, like, here's one of the things that, there's a couple of things about this game that really stood out to me. is the fact that uh, Will Trap doesn't get enough credit as he should, because he's been uh-huh. consistent. And everybody's like, well, he needs to be the next Aussie. No, he does not need to be the next Aussie. He just needs to be, uh, <laughs> he needs to be a good six. He doesn't right? need to. Just right. He just to needs to function. Job. He needs to do his job, and his job has been, you know, uh, connecting passes, and 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 he's making passes to the attacking third. And I'm like, that's you know, I mean, like if if you want someone to body somebody else, and you know, then I get that, right? But if you can control the game and just have someone intercept passes, because I think he he's in one of the categories of in, intercepting passes uh, for the league. And I have to check that out. I think he's maybe in the top 10 of that, but he's doing a good job doing that. And, and he's, he's doing much he, and he's doing that. And I think he deserves play. The second one is like, I didn't think Nico Hansen would be such a boost to this team offensively. Right. Like yeah. that's the one thing I was like, I was like, I was like, yes, he scored, he scored a goal off his, body part i forget which body part it was to win the his game right hip, i believe yeah yeah but it, it but his movement and you know his shot selection isn't the best but he shoots and he gets into spaces and mm-hmm. with the creativity of reynoso and a new and fragapane up there as long as you find yourself into an open space they'll get you the ball and it, i think hansen had minimum three to four scoring chances and um and you know that that's that's been um something that i i totally did not expect plus the fact that his haircut and like his facial hair makes him look like he's one of the <laughs> one of the, one of the one of the stars in the viking series like the, the tv show oh, series yeah. oh yes yep. Yep. and i was like I every time I like on brand like, for a minnesota team it, it, it yeah. might be i don't know but like it's like it's like literally i was like chisel face like looks like he, he, he could hold an axe right and i'm like and he can you know just go but i was like that's what it reminded me of and i was like man the more i look at this man i was like the more i'm like huh 
We're, it's totally surprising. And, and third is the fact that our our goalkeeper, Tyler Miller, has been coming up with some pretty, at least two two really great or amazing saves a game as of lately. And I think the first one is when he cut off the angle and he was able to kick the ball out. And the second one ball was when like someone shot off the 18 and it was a low ball and it was going straight to the corner, low and away, and he was able to get to it. And I think that's... That's that as are signs of a team that's playing with confidence. And I think that's one of the things that, that that was about this game. Couldn't finish. Uh, but could 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 do a bunch of other things. So yeah. I the fact that, was... that they're taking those chances and taking those risks is a really big thing, considering the first uh, two months of games where that was definitely not the case. Right. right. So um the fact that they're even using those players up front i think is is a, a huge improvement um having those target men and actually using those targets not just working around them when you see uh when you see a chance they're they're not being they're not being selfish about it if they see somebody with a better opportunity they're going for it and uh yeah that's a massive improvement and it's, it speaks a lot to the people that they've brought in. Right. And, and after that first goal at the halftime, like Portland was like, we need to figure something out. And then they themselves started um, creating opportunities. I think Ibobasi had one of those games where like nothing would go in. Like, and I think um as much as I don't like Aspria, he was he was he was a game changer in the aspect of like creating space in our defense. Um, but you know, same thing. And speaking about defense, we also have to talk about how like Chase Gasper wasn't that much of a of a standout, right? Because the fact that he has Fragapane on the left and he covers a lot of ground, um, mm-hmm. he doesn't he he doesn't have to create offense anymore. And I felt sometimes he was forced to do that, right? And so now Definitely. he can just focus on the game and being in front of him and just trying to do what he can do and connect passes, which makes Will Trapp's job a little bit more easier because he has to be more central. He can he can he can move around <laughs> a little bit more, but he doesn't have to be do the, to the defending and the distributing. He can just distribute. And then, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, like Portland created as many chances as we could expect. Um, And, you know, there was lots and lots of water breaks. But in the, I believe was 62nd, 63rd minute, um, Chara aggressively has contact with... uh, Challenges are challenges are 50-50 bow with Fragapane. And Fragapane believed that he was fouled. And not much long after that, the game stopped. And there's kind of like a verbal interchange you can see. You can't hear anything. And then the referees get together and they're having a conversation. And everyone's wondering what the hell is going on. Like no one knows what's going on. And I'm sitting, we were able to uh um borrow with air quotes, borrow a <laughs> conference room at the um, at, at the hotel that we were staying at. So we, I, was, I was streaming it on HD screen, HD screen on, <laughs> on a TV, the game. And I was like, I was like, 
what, what, what could they be doing? It's like, if it was a foul, they would have like gone to VAR or whatever. But they're having a long conversation. And the first thing I thought that came to my head after, I was like, maybe someone said something to somebody else, right? And then you have the referees bring the captains, uh, which was Valeri for Portland. And I don't know what This is like happened. at like one in the morning, right? Yeah, I mean, right. This is like one in the morning where like your yeah, brain should not yeah. be functioning and you're like already trying to figure out. And we and I had to wake up like at seven because the game was like at nine, which means they have to be there by like eight twenty. So like <laughs> and you have to wake up a teenager who's like doesn't like getting up early. It's 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 a it's a, yeah. it's a fight. Set some extra time for that. Yeah. yeah it's a fight. Uh, anyway, so so there's the whole discussion going on, and I don't know when Will Trump became our captain, but apparently he, he's, well, he's he's the veteran. He he will always stand with Boxy as another another leading voice out there, much like Ethan Finley was always kind of the the de facto captain um, right. when they true. needed additional voices. So I think that's that's Trap's role. He he will take a take that leading step whether he's wearing the armband or not and i think that's great because boxy yeah. had to make sure to tell fragapana to get the get that get the f back to where he was supposed to be at and boxy's yeah. face looked like he wasn't happy about what, what this conversation was about but fragapani kept on just talking like uh and and then valeri signaled for Ch- for diego to come over to explain to him what was said to him and then there was a conversation between the refs and and the captains and all the other stuff and like looks like the coaches don't know what really what's going on or or whatnot and then um a decision is made and i think someone gets a yellow card and and game continue and play continues on and so no one knows what was said or what happened um but after the game we see after we see that the loons were able to hold on to a to a lead and 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 win the game at a very important win away at a very hostile place to play um we have um Gio Savarese uh in his press conference talk about that uh in the 60th minute um that Diego Chara was a target of, of racial racial abuse right and that's what the whole conversation mm-hmm. was about right and then later do, later we know we learned that uh the other person involved in this in this matter was fragapani and so um this like when this well, happened we, and I saw we this, should but, point out like they still haven't really admitted that it's yeah fragapani. Well, <laughs> that's i mean watching the video we can we can tell it's fairly obvious but um everything has been kept Kind but the news report—I mean, the news reports definitely name him, and in terms of right. But well, yeah, because we've watched the we've watched the video. But uh, as far as I've heard, the team has not actually said it was Fragapani, unless one of the players said so recently. I missed the last couple of availabilities, but I didn't see a name come up on the quote sheet at all. So, um, but yeah, I, I, mean, I, I just saw like there was an article in the Duluth News tri- Tribune that said that it was unclear that whether Fragapane was going to actually this is a Pioneer Press 
that they um, this printing press article that they that he's not necessarily going to play tonight. Oh, he's not going to play gotcha. tonight. They have they, they, <clears throat> his status is well, unclear the... for tonight's game. Okay, there's okay, a gotcha. And, yeah, and because the, of that. In, a, in the Pioneer Press article too that was released, like they quote, they quote uh, Heath, and when he says, "When it's done, it's done," he said, "We carry on as normal. I will repeat what I said." Fraga vehemently oh. denies he did it, and we believe him. Yeah. So. Okay. I missed. I missed those then. Yeah. So, um. So it's, so so like we know that 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 he is the, and the situation is for me like the very frustrating thing is not is what well, a that stuff like this happens still. But the most frustrating thing for me is the policy and protocol aspect of it. Like, I don't think any of the announcers on TV knew what was going on or were notified. I don't think the coaches had somewhat of an idea. They had the coaches that, well, we do see the fourth official talk to Heath about something, but we don't know if he's actually telling him like, hey, your guy said this. Um, and that's that's one of the questions, too. Like, why didn't something stem from that conversation with the coaches on the sideline on the other on the other side of the pitch? Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the reason that we're uncertain about him for tonight then would be because there's this investigation into, you know, whether they have a suspension now, whether it goes into effect now or later. And we've seen precedents that kind of differ on that. Sebastian Legette was able to play a couple games before his suspension um, for the homophobic slur in, a, in that video. Um, other times they're immediately suspended. Uh, so that's where that uncertainty comes right. in. There isn't that but consistency. Yeah, the, the, way that you, the way that you handle that on the pitch, definitely like there needs to be something other than uh, you know, the ref talking the, to the captains on the field and then having his fourth go say something to the coaches to let them know why they've been standing on the other side of the field talking for the last three minutes. Um, and yeah, the, the league doesn't really have any written policy on that. They went with, <clears throat> excuse me, they, they went with the, uh, we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. Uh, scenario uh, and despite the fact that we keep crossing that bridge there is still yet to be a policy so yeah and i think that that was my thing too is just the fact that uh is it the what is the is it a pro pro ref or the pro ref twitter account the the, the ref twitter the, the, the pro yeah, twitter pro account for the ref, yeah. yeah they put out a statement into like actually what is the ref's job right mm-hmm. and so like play stops but the refs can't do anything if a they don't hear it or they didn't witness it. So their job is to determine if any of the refs or any of the ARs or anyone else heard anything, witnessed it, and if they can't come to an agreement after what happened, all they can do is file a report for more file an investigation. And I think the issue with me and that's just like you said, Bridget, is the, is the fact that this isn't the first time, right? We all yeah. remember uh, uh, the Diamande case in which Portland, a Portland yep. player, uh, was accused of saying something to an LFC player. And because there was no witness or video or whatever, Portland itself said, well, we're standing behind our player 
And I get that, right? That's what you do. You stand behind your player yeah. and, and nothing happens. So there's nothing going to be happened. So there was, we don't know anything else that, that, that happened after that, right? And I think the issue with me is, unfortunately, the refs don't have enough tools to be able to do that. And they don't have, and I'm not saying they don't need, they need to go to training or anything like they might have to do some additional training just for stuff like this. But like, there isn't like a much bigger protocol. And, and I bring it back right. to when we saw the SD Loyal game in which Colin Martin uh, was subject of, uh, of, of a homophobic slur, right? What happened yeah. at that is that that game, the, the, the incident happened right around halftime. So there was time. There was time to talk about it during halftime. There was time to talk about it, about everything else in which each 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 team was able to talk to their coach and be able to get information and come up with an idea of what they wanted to do. And right. I think that should and be they, the standard. Like I don't I you're gonna add 10 minutes on I don't I don't I don't really give a shit. Like whatever, right? I, I don't know. But like right. by that, doing that, that conversation I, needs to happen with with the whole staff. Um, and what we saw with the loyal game was that all of the referees stood with the coaches and the players involved. And they discussed the whole thing. I mean, it wasn't that fruitful of a conversation. Um, that's when Landon Donovan went back into the locker room and said, Colin, what would you like us to do? And they talked a bit more in depth about um, repercussions of any scenario. Um, but that is a much, probably a much better scenario than you know, having one ref on one side. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, no, having one ref just come up with the decision and the protocol. And I think that's that's, that's the thing with me is like um, by following the set rules, which the refs have to, um, then you, in a way, dismiss the event that happened, right? Like, Like, I don't know if anyone asked Diego what he wanted to do. Or right, what yeah, Diego he, wanted to do, or like, did he want to keep on playing? I don't know. No, the, none of that information is going to be. Hopefully, it'll come up in the in in the investigations if it's made public, right? But like, but like, there's so many key things to the aspect of it. If we are able to have a protocol and where like something is said, there's some accusations. I'm gonna take my team, go to my goal, uh, to our side, and we're gonna talk about mm -hmm. it. You take your team, go over there because you want to remove those two players from that situation, and because. Right. Anything when it happens, you know, everything's going to be heated in some sort of way. There's going to be some emotions involved with that. Yeah. So you you want to talk to them. You want to figure out what was said. If you can relate that information to the referee, great. If you can't come with any 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 form of conclusion or everything's still up, then there needs to be another step in which you're like, well, what what are our options in that sense? Is this big enough so a we can decide to walk off the field and take that as a forfeit? Or B, do we want to, uh, is there enough for us to be able to say player A and player B cannot come back onto the field? What are the, we don't have none of these options, right? It's all like, mm -hmm. and that's why, and that's what's really frustrating for me is like, is like, it isn't the first time it's happened in MLS. It isn't the first time it's that's happened in soccer. Exactly. And there isn't something set. And like, and then there won't be something set until something is caught on video where someone says something horrible. And then, and then all the all the rest of the world is going to be like, oh yeah, that's bad. Remind me again. I mean, we don't have I think rules. that 
I think that, um, you know, I'm one reason for hope is that they are doing an investigation now. Um, and I mean, we don't know, we're not necessarily privy to what that investigation involves. Um, but the good part of them having the MLS investigation is that, you know, it leads one to believe that there is some kind of criteria and protocol. Um, but I think Ooh. that just, yeah, no, I mean, not necessarily, but like, at least there's something, but I think that what, to your point, there needs to be, there needs to be like certain things that happen at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they, they do these investigations because they've, they've learned over previous incidents that they have to, mm -hmm. um, they have to take ownership of a situation. They have to look into something involving their players and they have to find a solution. Um, obviously it's going to keep happening. So I mean, well, it's you need to keep have some way. There's not enough of a punishment. Right, right, and and you need to have some way of um, catching that ahead of time. You know, before it gets to the point where a coach is beginning a press conference by explaining, "Hey, this thing happened," um, and it's, and then you it turns into a mess like this. So right, but I also think too that. This is an opportunity for Minnesota United. Portland already had this opportunity, and I don't know if they did anything. But this is the own opportunity to set your own policies in your own organization. Mm -hmm. Right? This is the time that everyone says zero tolerance. This is the time to show where that line is. Because to this point, um, zero tolerance has meant, well, we'll look into it if something happens and that's about it um and then they just keep saying zero tolerance and united it's i mean they haven't run into this yet uh but they need to show that they're willing to take a stand in that zero tolerance aspect as well whether whatever he said was meant in that way or not um, and we've gone back to the Cavani situation a bit talking about this on Twitter where he didn't think it was an issue. Um, but it's obviously an issue for other people. And it was the same thing for Sebastian Legette with the homophobic slur. Um, and for fans in, in the United Stadium with a homophobic slur, uh, someone has to stand up and set the precedent and show that they're actually... Uh, they actually take this seriously. And this is the perfect opportunity for the club to do that, regardless of what MLS says. And they need to do that regardless of what right. MLS says the investigation comes out. Yep. If, they, if they clear everyone and say nothing happened, I mean, great, but that doesn't mean that you should sweep it all under the rug and pretend that the whole thing never happened. There needs to be a discussion. Right. And, and then from what it looks like too, is it looks like um, from Twitter, it looks like Abe and a bunch of people from the wonder world have, have had a conversation with the team about yeah. transparency yeah. and that they actually are investigating, which is, which is good. Cause like, that's yeah, because that's a big step, it's a big step, but I don't, because we don't know, like we don't get all the information. We don't know what the protocol is. The one, you know, we don't have that information, which is fine. I get it. But this is like an opportunity 
to look at your policy. And if it feels like something is missing, you know, this is your time to be like, yo, like if the league can't change their own policy or won't, then it's up to you to change your own. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the logic in my head, but like at the same time, I don't know if that's actually how most places work, but that's what you think you would want to, right? I mean, you would want to set policies within your own um, organization to address stuff like this, figure out how things like this are going to redress if, if it were to happen ever again, or if it were to be true that it happened. The good thing is no one's saying that Diego Chara is, is lying, right? It's like, no one thinks he's a liar, <laughs> and, right? And that's the thing, right? Like, is- that's the thing. Because, like, I'm like, you don't, you don't I'm like how they like treated Diamande. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like everyone throws the Diamande aspect. that was like, and I get that. Right. Uh, and I'm hoping that Portland has, has had the opportunity to set their own freaking policies and be much better. Now, but I would expect them to be in the for, for, forefront for like asking yep. for better set of policies for how to handle this situation. Cause right now, no one now has that they've, now that they've seen both sides, I mean, it's, it's easier to be on, on the side that's saying, oh, they're, they're lying or guys wouldn't do that. But now that you're on the other side, you're like, oh, okay. So this, this really sucks. This is a problem. This is an issue. We need to do something about it. Right. Maybe this is right. the wake-up call that Portland needs as well right. to say, hey, we need to you know, find a way to handle this because obviously it's not an isolated thing. Um how many different teams have we seen this on now? I think we're there's probably more teams that have dealt with this from either side than than teams that have not. So right, right. And I think that's the it's thing. not a fluke. It's not a fluke thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll wait until more news are being released, but we just wanted to address that aspect of it uh, because we don't have a lot of information and we don't know if we'll get any more information, but. Overall, we'll see, you know, how uh, how this plays out, but we'll be in the forefront of asking for transparency, but also mm-hmm. asking for policy changes because it just feels like that's something that needs to happen. So definitely. All right. Well, with that, um, we'll take a break and we'll come back and do a little bit more of MLS and other soccer news. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. Second half, we'll catch up on some MLS news. We're also uh, talk about some Euros, so NWSL. And um, just just talk about some overall other other stuff that uh, that happens. Checking in with some former Loons players, um, I can tell you all about my experience in being at the Black Card, watching the Peru versus Paraguay match, uh, and all all that stuff. But just 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 to let you know that if you ever get to watch a Peru game with me, be prepared <laughs> to see a different side of me. Like it's been put on Twitter that 
watching a, watching a Peru game with me is, is is a good experience. And I don't know what that means because I do a lot of yelling in Spanish and a lot of cussing in Spanish. But like apparently that's that's what the people want. So apparently that's what people should get. So uh, as we stand currently right now, um, I think uh, the standings are. Let's go to the standings here. Turn it up. So in the Western Conference, Seattle's up top, 25 points. Kansas City's 23 points. Um, LA Galaxy, 21 points. Colorado is in fourth place with 16. Um, Minnesota is in fifth place with 14. Houston with 14. Portland with 13. Uh, in the eighth spot, we have Salt Lake. Ninth spot, we have Austin. And um, LAFC is in 10th spot. And the team that we play tonight, uh, San Jose is in 11th. Vancouver is in the last place, and Dallas is trying to move up. So um, I think we just need to keep on either getting points, just get points, like don't lose. And I think we'll be <laughs> able to meet our meet or our goal for that. But overall, I mean, um, the games for today, um, we have... Uh, let's see, Columbus in New England, DC in Toronto, Montreal, Snowflake, Thingy Majib versus the uh, <laughs> Gonzalo Egoines of the world in, into Miami FC. Uh, uh, we have Orlando versus New York, Chicago versus Atlanta. Oh man, Chicago is such a mess. I feel so bad for Bobby. Like, I really feel bad for yes. Bobby. Like, like, that's bad. Like, I didn't. I, I I thought they wouldn't be that bad, but now the fact that they're trying to play, like have some other midfielders play defense, is like I'm like, oh boy. It just it just keeps getting worse. Yeah, it's like, like it's like, just not a good outcome for anyone. They're just spiraling downward. It's horrible. We play uh, the 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 Almeidas of the world. Nashville plays Philly. Houston plays Cincinnati. Um, speaking of Houston, I don't know if any of you follow uh, uh, our favorite Superman, Christian Ramirez's <laughs> Instagram, but he's officially in Aberdeen, so he's, he's he apparently there's buses and all the other stuff out there. He's taking pictures and he's been practicing and like he he wishes the um, we wish him the best and um, if if Heath is right in one of these uh, uh, interviews that he did. He's tried many times to bring uh, to to bring Christian back, so maybe he'll keep on trying. Now that the contract thing uh, is a little bit less um, less of a less of a deal, because we all know the real reason why we couldn't get him back is like uh, the many Lagos contracts were just huge. Uh, it was a big signing, and so he wasn't able to eat up all that money. Uh, but who knows? Now it'll be different because I know we. It's, I think yeah. he took a pay, pay cut to go all the way to, to Scotland, so. Now we just need to find some sort of feed, because I think ESPN has some of the games, but not everyone's games. Yeah, they have. They'll show them like it's kind of like how NBC used to be for Premier League, where like the top five biggest games or the biggest teams or you know the most um, the the games that had the the biggest circumstances. So they'll they'll show some. Um, their, I mean, their Twitter is fantastic. I've, I've enjoyed kind of scrolling through the, the welcome to Christian and seeing um, how the fans are responding and how they're talking about their club. It's, 
it's a nice little reminder of the good old NASL days. Smaller club, passionate supporters. Uh, they're excited to see him. He's excited to be there. So I think it's going to be, they'll be fun to watch if you can find them. So definitely be on the lookout for that. So, you know, that's, that's one of the things too, is just, you know, um, he gets to be, gets a new start and gets a chance to play overseas, which is, I think has always been one of his dreams. And like, what I do miss is, yeah, he, is he asked, he asked to go there. Mm-hmm. So, um, the smile on his face and all of his, all the photos of him from training and, and just from like visiting and seeing the area, he just looks so happy and refreshed. Right. And, and I think that's, that's, that's fun awesome. to see. So it's fun to yeah. see. And I'm, and I wish him the best and we'll be following, but, um, there's one game that we do have to sort of talk, and that was the, the Portland and Austin game that was played on Thursday. I don't know if any of you watched this, but, like, at my house, we actually were, like, didn't have anything to do that evening, and we are like, we'll just watch this game. And it was – I was hey, – the stadium for Austin looks good. I liked it. Yeah. Their, their turf – seems to have be having the same issues that we had when we did our turn. <laughs> after some running there was lots of divots but they'll, but they'll i i know i know josh has been um a big uh what's it called what they're really he's really pushing to play out of the play out of the back right and and when teams play out of the back you really have to be well aware where everyone else is to be able to relieve <laughs> pressure and a lot of the times teams take a long time to acclimate to that and i understand that portland is 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 not in a good spot like health wise like their players are a lot of players are injured right uh i don't know if blanco's i've seen some time yet but like um i, I can't say it, but in this game like i was impressed uh, how austin was able to play out the back efficiently and like that was one of the things I was like, wow! I was like, they really, they really know where the ball is gonna go. And then like all of a sudden, one nothing, two nothing, three nothing. <laughs> it was like they were just like out playing, and and I, and I get Portland was probably tired from playing a long day on, on on Saturday or Sunday or whenever that really was in in, in the real world. But like, <laughs> but in having be sure than players. But that game, that four one at home. Oh my gosh. That that was a that was a page turner. So I was like I was like wow. I was impressed by just how they are willing to play out the back and and they have some players that they can do some other things. So and so that was really interesting to see. And um, I'm looking forward to see more of those games. Um, let's see. In the NWC NWSL. Um, let's see. Let's look at here. Uh, oh, Racing Louisville, which is um, Eric's team. Defeated the Red Stars three nothing. Uh, Gotham um, defeated the Rain three nothing. North Carolina defeated Portland Thorns two nothing. We won't talk about that. But uh, <laughs> and then uh, Houston Dash defeated Orlando Pride, which is um, which is really interesting because uh, I think Orlando has been in a really good run. So and with that win, I think uh, Racing Louisville jumps into a playoff style playoff spot. So. Um, and then, of course, Angel City, right, released their new profile pick. And I don't know, but I love the colors for that. It's, it's like a bird. It's like a bird angel 
right? Yeah. Yeah. Type of thing. And so like it's weird and creepy at the same time. Right? Uh but it, it looks good. I mean, it reminds me of the uh I wonder if they're going to use that 90s one hit wonder song, How Do You Talk to an Angel? Do you guys remember that at all? <laughs> yes. I wonder they if should. they're going to pull whatever they that guy is. What's that? They almost have to now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like, how do you talk to an angel? I mean, if that's not one of the things that they use for like their promotion or like one of their chants, it's like, that's that. That's a very miss, miss, missed opportunity. Angel City FC, if you're listening to our podcast, which I know you are, <laughs> please get in contact with us and we'll work out a we'll, we'll work out some promotional material before you'd be able to do something like that. Just let us know. Uh, but the Angel City FC logo is out there and let us know what you think about it. I think it looks it looks crisp, looks clean. I'm more I'm 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 hoping that they borrow kind of like the Portland Thorns uh, dark kit model um, because that kit's so so great, but just with the same mm-hmm. colors, I think that would be. But in other news, Miguel Ibarra, who we talked about, has now a San Diego loyal, uh, was able to score, I believe, uh, is that first goal or second goal with the loyal? But it was against the first. Oakland Roots. And yeah. I like the Oakland Roots. I really do. Like their, their programming and everything is great. But it's just so nice to watch him just get a ball and do one of those half turns that we've seen him do so many times at the top of the box and just leave the goalie planted. So, Miguel Ibarra, first first San Diego Loyal goal, which is a great and goal that we've seen first, him score many times. Yeah, the uh, first goal that he scored since uh, late 2018. Yeah. Early 2019. So, those. congratulations to them. Congratulations on that. And I'm really hoping like, to catch one of these games soon um, somewhere. Um, but... Uh, the, the Gold Cup rosters were released, and I think no loons were on them, which is a good thing for us. None, well, none for the U.S. Yes. That's right. That's Dane, right. Dane is headed out with Canada. Dane is headed out. But... You're right. You're right. So uh, the goalkeepers for the Gold Cup are Brad Busan, Sean Johnson, Matt Turner. Defenders are uh, George Bello, Reggie Cannon, Shaq Moore. Um, Donovan Pines, Miles Robinson, James Sands, Sam Vines, Walker Zimmerman, you know, midfielders you got. Uh, my favorite one out of this one was the fact that we got to see Gianluca gets to play in the midfield. So, yeah. Yeah. Kalena Costa, of course. Uh, Leggett gets, gets to play. Christian Roldan, I get it. Eric Williamson, I think that's, I like Eric, I like the Eric Williamson pickup because I think he's one of those. Def- one of those players that doesn't get enough credit on Portland, but A does quite a lot. And of course, Jackson Ewell. And the forwards, um, you have Paul Ariola, Daryl DK, Nicholas Giacchini, Matthew Hope, Jonathan Lewis, and Jazzy Sardis, right? So, I mean, I, I'm, there, there are questions for me, like, you know, like, uh, you know, like, what's, what's, uh, but I think they're saving some of the other people that didn't make it for the uh, World Cup roster. So, like, I would have loved to see a Weston McKinney score header goals up to header goals, but <laughs> they'll have to wait for qualifiers, apparently. So, uh, and the U.S. women national team also played Mexico on a friendly, which was in a torrential downpour if you got to watch the game. And, and I don't know if any of you got to watch the game, but... Did you see this about... Um that the Mexican team was trying to pawn off the punishment for yes. the slur onto the women's that is, team. That is some <laughs> bullshit. 
Like, that's some major <laughs> poo-poo games count, bullshit. right? Like, oh the fact God. that they're even considering the fact that they will transfer the the what's it called the punishment over to the women's national team when the fact that the women's national team has not played a game like an official game until like yesterday or they like a couple of months they don't even fund the team how can you <laughs> right. like you don't you don't even help this team exist whatsoever how are right. you going to try to like make them an extension of yourself just for the exactly sake of this. right and I, I think the Minnesota football show, if you go to our Twitter timeline, we posted this the, this short story, which is like from an SB Nation um, blog post. But which in it, like the the head honchos of the uh, Mexican uh, Federation are like, well, we feel that because the men have not been able to play in front of a full stadium of fans, it's unfair to the fans to have to experience not having. And I'm like, I'm like, wait. But isn't the reason you're getting punished that because your fans can't stop chanting a homophobic slur? <laughs> so isn't the fans just shooting themselves in the foot by doing that? How are you gonna? It's like it makes no makes no fucking sense whatsoever. And I hope it's not true. But the fact that they're considering is is uh, atrocious. That's the way I see. I'm it. like I have no doubt that someone pitched that as an idea. I have zero doubt that that happened. <laughs> but um, yeah, just does make the whole everything going on with that organization is just kind of disgusting and yeah. so that uh, is just yet another check in that home um for them so yeah and then with that i mean um the usa women defeated mexico for nothing but i thought mexico looked really calm getting the ball off on defense like this is I wouldn't say like this is an extreme like confident Mexican team, but like they were they were doing things that other teams that we the US had friendlies against were like weren't able to do. Like mm-hmm. they were able to get the ball out enough, but then we're just able to they didn't have enough push forward to be able to do do things. But they had, they had chances. And I I just felt them like many other teams that play the USA in these friendlies, like they're so quick to just try to boot the ball down yeah. the line and make someone they, run for it. But they were actually yeah. the Mexican team was actually trying to build out, like make make passes, connecting passes, and move the ball out, which was really like a four zero nothing. Yeah, it looks bad on paper, but if you actually watch the game, I was I was, I was satisfied with the way the Mexican team is playing, and I think that will help them um, once qualifiers start. Uh, so definitely one of the things. So, so many of so many of those teams just like park the bus. And they'll they'll do those long balls and boot it out and hope that someone can get there. But that's their only, like that's their only tactic for the game when they're playing the U.S. Um, but yeah, Mexico, like they were trying, they tried some things. I was only able to catch highlights. Um, they kind of extended, extended cut. Um, but they were actually like trying things and and doing some different stuff in there to I mean they were treating it as a warm-up so um I think it's a good way for for those teams to practice teams that haven't really had those chances to develop Mm -hmm. as much as the U.S. so it's it it was definitely not like um not like a Jamaica team who was just kind of thrown out there like hey (laughs) you let's see what you all can do um, with no training against the U S women. It was nothing like that. So, right. I mean, like 
Like if the USA is willing to pay for these friendlies, and I said, uh, you can you yeah. can score ten goals on yeah. me. I don't care. <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm getting us, paid to play soccer. Just give us ninety minutes of playing yeah. time. Play, yeah. Give us playing time and pay us a check. I'm good. You know, and I think, but Mexico was attacking as well too. They were attacking. There's a yeah. lot of back and forth, like inter, like uh, uh, um, just you know, cutting off passes and just like. Um, you know, intercepting passes, which was really interesting because a lot of the other teams I'd seen had not had opportunities to do that. But regardless, right? I mean, I think that's 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 one of the things that that makes things like this interesting. The other thing too was the fact that um, the Christian Christian Press, when uh, they're playing the national anthem, turn away from the flag, which I thought was pretty badass. I don't know if a lot of people caught that. Yeah. And so, that was great. But also as great was the fact that Tobin Heath came in from being back from a long injury and literally like a minute or two after that was able to score a long shot from all the way that went off the post, which in this household, um, G and everyone's a big Tobin Heath fan. So they were extremely happy to be able to seize that and, and, and just to see what will happen in the Olympics. Right. Um, on to more international news before we wrap up uh, in the uh, it's just the Africans Cup, right? Or Africans League, I believe. Is that? Uh, yeah, Afcon. Yeah, Afcon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the Kaiser Chiefs, uh, from from Africa, are going to play. Is it Al- Ali? I'm, I'm from Egypt. Al- Egypt. Ali. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, in the finals. Um, I believe uh, a, a Peruvian player plays for Ali. I want to say it's Carrillo, but I'm not, I'm not pretty sure. Um, Euros, if you haven't caught up with them, uh, we can give you a Euros rounddown. But um, the playing today on Saturday, uh, first was Denmark and Czech Republic, right? So that means that – do we know if, who won yet? I'm assuming Denmark won, but I don't know. Because we're up to it. Yeah. So the I, um, I did a quick scroll and it was looking like Denmark. Yeah. So so the West Berdine Derby, as we should call it, because he's both Czech <laughs> and, and, and Danish. Um is it, it was an entertaining at least the games that I was the game I was willing to watch, it was it was enter, it was entertaining in the sense of like, you know, um it was um it, it was, was fun. two to one that Denmark Czech Republic game. So that's a final. Yep. Um, also, uh, to talk about it, Italy was able to defeat Austria two to one. Um, Italy. Well, this is this is not the this is the other score. Sorry, I'm trying to think of like currently. Right, uh, Spain actually defeated in in PK Switzerland. And God, Spain's a horrible team. Mm-hmm. It's like they're a horrible team. The fact that we with 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 uh, Switzerland got a red card and they still weren't able to put it away. They had to win the PKs. <laughs> I was like, come on! Italy was able to defeat Belgium two to one, and that was an impressive game because there's a number ten in there called Insignia, who scored a screamer, mm-hmm. um, and Italy still one of the favorites. So between uh, my picks of me saying Italy and Eric. Being um, Belgium, I ended up winning on that one. Uh, I don't know what the exchange will be, but um, <laughs> but previously they kind of need to like put some. We need like a we need out. like a board with a bet board. That's what we need yeah. to do. Is just we yeah. just need to have that. These but, are these are getting out of hand. You need to exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We need a calendar. Someone someone out there suggest us in our inbox or our Twitter. Just 
thanks that we can keep keep these things on uh, on the table because we're not uh later on today ukraine and england will play um and previously right uh in the rounds of 16s right uh, uh england uh was able to defeat germany two nothing which was impressive and that ukraine and sweden game was a that was like a that was a crazy game and that was that was just one was so much fun to watch and i'm happy that I was able to to watch that uh, so the other semifinals will be italy and spain which will be on july 6th and denmark with whoever wins in the ukraine and england match and the final will be on sunday july 11th which is right around the time that uh, Copa America is ending and Gold Cup will be started. Uh, in the Copa America world, we are in um, quarterfinals. And if you did not watch or were not aware, um, or if you don't follow my Twitter handle at all, um, my family and I was able to go out to the Black Heart to um, try to make that into a a Peruvian home bar. Um, <laughs> not successful yet. We have a total of probably eight to 10 people that were there watching the game. Everyone else was just waiting for bingo to start. So I kind of felt, felt a little, a uh, little small being the only few people that were really loud <laughs> and people looking at us every time we would yell, but that was a crazy game. There were two red cards. There were six goals total. Uh, and it went to PKs uh, in which Peru moved on. Uh, four to three. It was one of those like crazy games. And then after spending, you know, a couple hours at the bar, um, I was asked to come back and see if we wanted to watch a Chile game. And Chile looked awful. Like they're horrible. Like the fact that they put Alexis Sanchez as a number 10, right? And that was their only <laughs> offensive. That was their only offensive creative piece. And then they subbed him out the 40th minute because he's still injured. And then like they weren't even able to do anything. It was just frustrating. And the fact that Brazil um, was able, because uh, Gabby goal, Gabriela Jesus literally at the end of the first half goes and tries to clear a ball, right? He's, tra- he's tracking the ball in the air and he sticks his foot out and he hits Meno right in the face with his cleat. Automatic red card, right? And for a whole 45 minutes, Chile couldn't do anything to tie up the game or nothing with being a person up. And there's a, there is a, there's a story of a, um, the Chilean British player, um, which is, well, I'm trying to come up with his name. We were, we were really intrigued with his, with the story, which was, uh, let's see, who was it? He started, is it, is it, um, come on. He's a, is a Brennaton. Brennaton. Um, he's uh, the story is really interesting. His his mom's Chilean. His dad is is from England, so he somehow is on time. But he's a big guy, like like, and he kept on asking, like you know, you know, like when you're like you're playing and you're trying to bring attention and you raise your hands. Mm-hmm. He was raising both his hands, and I swear he could touch the top of the goal every time <laughs> for a cross, and he couldn't get cross him the ball. Vidal had a horrible game. Like Vargas had a decent game, but like just overall, they couldn't do anything. And so now Peru plays Brazil once again. 
which I'm not looking forward to this game at all because it's just going to be. That's going to be already lost to them. Yeah. We've never beaten really Brazil in the last five years, right? I think, <laughs> and so it's not looking good. And if anything, I hope we just draw a bunch of red cards so when they go to the final, they they have a depleted roster in some sort of way. But today at five, Uruguay plays Colombia. That should be a good game. And then right after the right in the middle of halftime with the Loons game, uh, Argentina plays Ecuador. So that should be an interesting game as well too. And that will determine what the uh, what the semis will look like, um, and also what will be the final and match in the third place match, which will be played on the third place match is played on the July ninth, I think, uh, and the uh, final yeah. is played on July tenth. So everything's going to be going up. So, um, in other international news, uh, I just want to talk about this one briefly because I think it's it's just fun. Uh, we always make f- fun of Frank the Boar, uh, but the <laughs> fact that Frank the Boar, being coach of an amazing, a talented Dutch team, was able, was not able to 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 put a to be able to push through, and then he was, and then he quit. So, so he's no longer the coach. So we're just trying to figure out the last time he had any winning seasons was, I think, when he was coaching Ajax. <laughs> And so, yeah. so that's like feels like twenty years ago. So I don't know where his next position would be, and where else can you go to fail up? I, I guess. I mean, I, yeah, I was gonna say there's there's got to be one more, at least one more way to fail up. I'd been joking. My supervisor is a Spurs fan. I'd been joking that he was gonna get stuck with DeBoer, but now they have Nuno, so that's not gonna happen. Um, but yeah, I'd. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll find something that will appreciate him very much. Just, just don't come to Newcastle. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't go through another relegation and be able uh, to watch my team for like ten years. So let's not do that. Okay. <laughs> go anywhere else. Go to China. You know. Go, go, fail up somewhere and get somewhere, paid. somewhere where his name hasn't been uttered right. weekly. Go, go, go coach Colo Colo in South America. Go somewhere. You know what? You should go coach Goyas. That's what we should do. He, it would be amazing to see him coach yeah. Comnable yeah. so, and all of that insanity. Another small tidbit uh, in this Euro Championship tournament is that I believe so far, and this might be a little bit off, but this is the most tournaments that uh, own goals have been scored on. I think the counts, is it 10 or so? 10. Yeah, and that's crazy. Own goal is a leading uh, Golden Boot winner at this point, <laughs> yep. and and I'm here for it. I love that energy, um, and so we'll see how that works out. Um, I don't really have um, any anything else to really talk about besides the fact that I want to go outside uh, and um, we're gonna be able to do some other stuff. But yeah, yeah. It's just me against Eric in the finals on Monday. I don't know what we're going to do for it. Maybe we'll be at the black car yelling at each other because I will be cussing up. But if you want me, if you want to see me cussing at Eric, let me know. We'll, we'll, I was we'll try say, to set that I up. Think, I think we need car. to make that happen. And... I think we'll do that. We'll try to figure out. We'll be at the black card uh, on Monday. I don't have to coach. I will be there. 
I might have to bring some of my family members, but if I do, I might just be embarrassed being that kind of a person in front of my parents. So I might have to think that idea. Uh, but I will we'll try to set something up and when me and Eric get to yell at each other um, yes. and, and see how that develops. So you I hope you, you hope you uh, enjoyed that. You will enjoy that. Thank you all listeners for having and paying attention to us and listening. It's can't believe we've been doing this for such a feels like. Was it two years now? I mean, like it feels just like crazy. Yeah. So yeah, two, three. Th- yeah, thanks for everyone listening. Um, thanks for MJ being the host last week, which I found really interesting with this haiku. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was probably my favorite part of the haiku. <laughs> the haiku part of the whole thing. I was like, wow. I was like, that's, that's really cool. Like, there's some really good, good haikus. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring the haiku thing back um, in other episodes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Thank you, Bridget. Sweet. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, listeners. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye.